0: found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans 1700 kbgg hi good afternoon everybody and welcome to the ken miller
1: show here on 1700 kbgg Trent Condon's here for the next couple of hours. Actually, he's here for longer than that, but he'll be here with me for the next couple of hours. We're here every Monday through Friday from noon to 2 talking sports with you, localizing it as best as we possibly can, although it's going to get more difficult to do that as the calendar moves to May, June, July, and August. But we will do our best as we do every single day uh coming up on the program today zubin mahente will join us in the first hour we haven't had a s- opportunity to speak with zubin for a couple of weeks he was um at uh, in augusta the entire week last week uh, doing stuff for espn where he resides and uh, makes his living uh zubin will be here we'll recap that we'll get into uh, uh, as we always do with zubin a variety of sports topics uh, with Zubin in the, uh, coming up at about 12.25. In the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to segue into some NFL football, a lot of draft conversation. Frank Schwab, part of the shutdown corner, Yahoo Sports. Uh, we'll have some uh, you know general NFL talk before we transition to the NFL draft, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, Frank Schwab will join us. And then for you hockey fans in the audience, uh, we will talk to Kevin Gorg. Uh, you may be familiar with Kevin and his work at Fox Sports North, particularly if you're a Minnesota Wild fan or if you get uh, FSN as, uh, as part of your uh, television package. He also does the Twins, which gets Trent. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit easier to sell Kevin Gorg <laughs> on the guest list when I promised. Yeah, we'll we'll ask a couple of Twins questions. there will have plenty of time to do some Twins, but just you know, give me some time to talk Wild Jets. So we, we'll we'll give you that.
2: Time. We'll give you
0: time.
1: I got to anticipate with Gorg. He's a, a big hockey, but a big Twins guy too. So we'll do both with with Kevin Gorg. We'll preview the only local team uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, in the Minnesota Wild. And Trent, over the over the years, it seems like it's an easier sell to the listening audience when clearly when the Blackhawks were in it. Sure, you know yep. the three cups that they went on. It was, um, you know, was not an automatic. Uh, Guys, change reaching for their dial, <laughs> which um, keeps me up at night. I wake up and I see hands reaching for dials. <laughs> um, but uh, so we'll talk some Minnesota Wild. But again, that's the only local team, and then, then having the uh, uh, the
2: HL team certainly doesn't hurt because the rosters darted, dotted rather with uh, Iowa Wild alums. Would you say after the Blackhawks, the Wild are the second team in this market? now? I don't think there's any question now. Sir, yes, the Blues. I do.
1: And you know what? there 'll come a time when the old Blackhawk fan base dies off, maybe yeah um yeah. that I think that they came they, out of
2: the woodwork about eight years ago they didn't certainly
1: they? did, yeah, they certainly did um that those
2: that the, the wild become the most popular team here in Des Moines, I yeah. think yeah i mean it it's just it's, it's, it makes sense right, when it first happened, and I enjoy playoff hockey, i don 't mm-hmm. know it very well. Really, the only knowledge base I have of hockey is from playing on my Sega back in the day and playing NHL 95. And, and now i sitting five feet in front of you. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And uh, so I, I bring up to these big Blackhawk fans. All right, outside of Jeremy Roenick, name another player over the last 20 years. Is that right? Crickets. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, four Black out of four, four out of five. Yeah. Couldn't name another player outside of Roenick from the 20 years prior. I'm like, you're not that big of a blackout yeah. fan. And it's okay. Right. But don't lie about it. No. No, hardcore. Yes, uh, it I could name playoffs. probably four wild players right before now? the playoffs. Okay, I did Dubnik one, Parise two, Spurgeon three, Koivu. Wow, uh, the captain. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Can I get a fifth? Pressures on. Yeah.
1: Oh, Niederreiter. The Nino Niederreiter. Five. Look at you go. You're set for the playoffs. I'm
2: I'm good, and after tomorrow night, I'll probably have a dozen that and here And I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. What channel is the game on? I guess I never even looked at. It. Is it CNBC? CNBC.
1: I think it's three
2: fifty five on DirecTV. Something I like think you're right, 355. three fifty yeah. five. And what... the only reason I know that because hockey complaints. Well, I agree, but don't now.
1: Isn't there one other? Doesn't CNBC take the overflow for one other
2: event? What would that be? Olympics? Olympics? Yeah, Olympics. Olympics that's yeah. what it is. Those, and last summer, yeah. Yeah, or even in the winter with that. hockey no, over there, was, yeah. some curling over there, yep, maybe. That's CNBC. probably probably why it's at the forefront of the mind. Right. USA also but will you have. Know, they will. You know
1: where else is carrying games? You've probably seen this if you follow Awful Announcing uh-huh. on Twitter. The Golf Channel.
2: <laughs> I did see that. The Golf Channel of NBC all NBC owned, right? Oh, I, that's got to be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the reason for it, but still, mm-hmm. hockey on the golf Yeah, shield. hockey
1: on the golf. I wonder where Doc Emmerich and uh, Eddie Olchek will be to begin the series. I got to think. Well, let me try and guess. Um, I, you know what? The, they're going to be
2: Pittsburgh, Philly. Now That was my guess as well. I'm I, sure the announcing teams are out. We'll have to yeah, do we a we little should, Google. Should.
1: I would think that that's probably. Um, look, at that's, that series means so much that the country of Canada is getting that as their <laughs> primary game. All right,
2: that was yesterday's yeah, show, Canada. Yesterday. All right, All right.
1: All right. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, you know some some local news from from yesterday um you know, looking ahead to Saturday, we talked to Dylan Monts yesterday. We were, you know, we uh, not previewed the spring game, but you know, told Dylan we'll talk to you Friday. We'll get a quick your thought going into into Saturday's spring game, and then of course Dylan will be back with us next Monday, and we'll recap what we saw in the field at Jack Trice. Well, that's not going to happen Monday no. night. Five days in advance of Saturday, um, I, I guess the uh, the powers would be looked at the weather forecast and decided you know what, this is, uh, it's going to rain, it's going to be miserable, and it's supposed to be, and I'll say this much, they, they've been, for the most part, they, the weather people, have been bang on with their uh, forecast of gloom and doom weather, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they seemingly have been nailing the the snowstorms, when they're going to arrive, how much of the state's going to be affected, how many inches we're going to get, um, Honestly, I think weather's gotten better as we've moved into the, you know, as, it, as we get to this point. Weather used to be a complete, in my opinion, complete guess. Crap crapshoot. Crap shoot. Now there seems to be some science behind it. I think they're zeroing in a little bit. But so anyways, Iowa State looked ahead to Saturday, thought that it was going to be, I think a seven, I think I saw 70% chance of rain. It's going to be in the upper 30s, lower 40s. Miserable
2: to watch a yes. football game, let alone a spring football game that doesn't count. Is it more because of that? You're going to go through practice regardless. Indoors, though, yeah. It just... Would you would coaches get more by... Well, I don't know. I don't know. If would, there's... But the embarrassment of 1,500 people showing up, if it's just awful if weather. If it's awful weather, right. And it's pouring... I know,
1: honestly, it's, I would have thought that, you know, as, as excited as Matt Campbell has, and rightly so... Mm-hmm. Um they would have probably had a really good number had the weather cooperated this Saturday. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to happen, and it has nothing to do with the field. So the field conditions, you can get the field ready, Frog. I saw that a couple of times. Oh, it's, they're concerned about the field getting chopped up. Well, it will be, but they've got plenty of time to get it right. And walking on Jack Trice Stadium, and I'm sure you have mm-hmm. as well, it's like walking on a carpet for it God's is. sakes. It's just plush. Boy, they do a nice job.
2: the old track over in uh, Kittick Stadium. Yes, yes. Those. was... It was- those farmers know what they're doing up there. They do. They got they, a beautiful field.
1: They have a beautiful field. So that 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 was not the reason uh, behind the decision. But it's disappointing. I mm-hmm. mean, I can understand for the fan base that they're disappointed. But look, um, at the end of the day, they're still going to get the practice. I don't know what they're going to do. They'll do it indoors, I'd, I'd assume, in the indoor yeah. practice facility. We just won't be able to, um,
2: you know, have uh, Dylan on and. And see if he saw anything. You're not going to see anything for the most part, anyways. No, no. But there's there's a spring game star that comes out, and then mm-hmm. yeah, we have a guy that we bring up during the summertime, mm-hmm. then, August. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then we look back, and what happened to that guy? He didn't even play. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it, it happens. It's the right of spring it's every single year. Every single team, no doubt
1: about. it. Now, I, I, logistically. Um, Cyclones TV was not going to broadcast the game, mm-hmm. uh, and I know the Big Ten Network. They were at Purdue and Michigan State this last weekend. They're going to be in Iowa. They are um, week from Friday. A week from Friday night, which is good. You know what I love the Big Ten Network does, and I, I wish that um, you know every conference had this ability to do that. I love when um, Donardo and um, and, the, and and the team. Revson, Donardo, and uh, my God. I Howard Griffin? I was going to say, I can't think of the former Bronco running back. Two Super Bowl rings. Uh, number 30. What number was he? 38, 39? Something like that. I don't that. remember. Yeah. Anyways. He's a fullback. He was a fullback. Um, but they go around to all of the teams and mm-hmm. they take in training count. I love those shows.
2: Yes, I do too. And. Yeah, early like the first couple, it's like appointment television. Mm-hmm. Then it's, yeah, do I really want to spend oh, an hour on Rutgers? This
1: year, I can, I'll pass on this. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah. The
2: Rutgers one usually is yep. a miss for me. Sometimes Maryland, though, they're back on the Hawks schedule this year, so, so maybe that one. You have to
1: make sure you're in front of the TV for TC. But
2: that would be good. Yeah, absolutely to get that with everybody. Speaking of Iowa State from yesterday in the press conference, did did you see uh, Matt Campbell's quote talking about? Naming an offensive coordinator, yes the fact that he's not going to very odd,
1: right, yeah, I mean, um, you would have thought, but you know maybe maybe he thinks he can handle that task, and i I don't know. I found it odd. I'll agree with you. Here's the quote. That, that even in that even um, on the surface or in name
2: only that they don't name one. Right. Even if he's going to call the plays, at least have an O.C. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. That happens a lot. I mean, for years, Andy Reid mm-hmm. called his own plays, but he still had an offensive coordinator right. that had that title. The Philadelphia Eagles have one. Who calls the plays?
0: Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson.
2: <laughs> and who do you want calling the plays? Doug Peterson. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Here's Campbell's quote. I'm still doing a good job. That itself... I don't know, struck me as odd. So right now, I'm not going to fire myself. It's been such a team effort that I don't know if there will be a definitive, hey, this is what we're doing as of right now. That, that first part, isn't that an odd quote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'm still doing a good job, so right but now I'm he... not going to fire myself. Nobody's asking you to fire yourself, Matt Campbell. Right, but did he have a smile on his face and am oh, sure when he
1: was saying it? But regardless... It's just that's weird, right? Yeah, I guess I, I never never thought of it that way. I thought he because I did see the quote, and I thought he was probably having fun with sure. some of the the press that's that, that's around him. Yeah, but I do. I will say this: I'm, I was kind of surprised as well. I mean, um, look, um, at least have somebody a name. Somebody's got to run those meetings, Campbell. Can't be everywhere, and right. I don't know if he's the right. type of coach that ducks into the secondary meetings. Mm-hmm. He's at special team meetings. He's the defenseman. Does he move around?
2: Is he a micromanager? Is he a micromanager?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, he's he's got to have a lot of faith in his staff if that's where his focus is going to be, uh, or the majority of his focus is going to be is on the offense.
2: So when Tom Manning left for the Indianapolis Colts job, and and I came.
1: I remember telling you this uh, when I when I was in uh, Memphis, and I remember when I, was, I don't know if I was back here at the time or you asked me down. He just looks like
2: a, a football. He's yeah, going yeah. to be a head
1: coach sooner yes. rather than later.
2: And Tom Manning, what he did in year number one with that offense, with the line, line, yeah, they were putrid. Mm-hmm. They were so bad. He made bad. chicken salad. Yes, Trent. yes, absolutely. And last year you saw more steps, and mm-hmm. I think that, but losing him, that that's a blow. Mm-hmm. Not just as a coordinator, but also as an offensive line coach. And the the shuffling that they're doing. I don't know. Everything that they're doing, it's just not by the book. It, by the book. And that can be okay. Mm-hmm. But it just it has my antenna up here. If something seems a little bit off. That can be okay. It can work. Matt Campbell is an incredible coach and has done a great job. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times there's reasons why you kind of do go by the book with things. There are certain things that you do that do work, and uh, they're flipping the script here. So that's something I'm keeping my eye on right now. Yeah, and by the sounds of things, there's not going to be a late
1: addition to the staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that probably that quote yesterday uh, tells us all we need to go regarding that. Uh Shiel Haas, is he going to be a guy down the road that maybe becomes an offensive coordinator? Well, and, maybe and play you quarterback
2: do, in the Big Ten? You wonder maybe is that kind of the plan? Maybe. And get his feet wet because what he's running backs now? He has yeah. running backs, yeah. Let, let's get through the spring. We're not going to have an official title, mm-hmm. but. We're almost grooming him to be the O C. That wouldn't shock you. I, I could see that. I could too. And and making the leap like he did to Iowa State. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He's anybody in the coaching fraternity will tell you. Shieldhouse is a rising star. Is that right? Yes. A lot of great things, not just as a recruiter, but as a Nexus knows guy, mm-hmm. just the way he knows the well, game. Well, when you
1: stand behind the offensive line and read a defense, that tells me that you've got to step ahead. Yes, yes absolutely.
2: Right? And not the greatest of lines in Illinois.
1: No, and he, he put, didn't put up the greatest of numbers in his career. Right. He's a better uh, running quarterback, mm-hmm. than, than right? That's yeah, what memory yeah. serves about him. Uh, this, he was a threat to run as opposed to you know, a guy that's going to wow you with his arm.
2: And uh, speaking of that... You told me yesterday that Nate Shieldhouse is a oh, part... part of the paternal, yeah. So I watched it last night. <laughs> Did you? Go I on. I got into it. I uh, flipped it on about ten forty five, so didn't go up to bed till twelve thirty. I think I rolled over at ten forty five, but that's just me. <laughs> and uh it was alright. I was
1: What didn't you like about it? I would you like to have seen more development with the victims? Because that seems to be the the biggest knock on the program.
2: Sure. Not really. I mean, it's Paterno. Okay. Mm-hmm. The it, name of the show is Paterno. You're right. I guess I just I knew everything about it. Yeah. So it was just kind of revisiting a story that I knew with just Pacino playing Paterno. You know, Did you think Pacino was pretty He great? was excellent. I thought he was yeah. great. You know, my biggest takeaway from the program, and now that you've seen it, we can
1: talk about it a little bit, because I didn't want to spoil it for you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just what the final few months of his life had to be like because if the story is accurately portrayed in the movie you could see him wrestling with some of the decisions mm-hmm. in this case he didn't make um earlier in his career the incident in the 90s yes. incident in 2001 the Macquarie situation when he came over to his house mm-hmm. following up on were the victims consulted you know, the boy that was caught with Sandusky in the shower, um, going downstairs. Now, was that an office or a dungeon? It seemed yeah, like yeah. In, in his basement of the of, of the paternal family home when he went to his desk and found the... I don't know if it was a settlement as far as what they were going to do with uh, Sandusky, what he couldn't, couldn't do after right, he was yep. relieved of his duties. Remember, he got out the micro... Mm-hmm. Um, or what do you call those things? The eyeglass. The eyeglass. Yeah. There's a word for it. That's not it.
2: Uh,
1: magnifying magnifying glass. glass. Thank you. <laughs> um, got out the magnifying glass and was reading the the you know some of the print. Mm-hmm. What what Sandusky could do now that he was no longer a coach and he had access to the building and blah blah blah. It's just yeah, the, what he must have been wrestling with, um the final two and a half months of his life. Not just the fact that he was battling cancer, but just some of the. Things that ultimately he was absolutely responsible for, yeah fired in in the way that he yeah. was, and and uh, how about the guy that they hired what what's the um, the p r guy yes yeah, uh, there was the the fixer um, that was going to come and you know help the family with some of the uh uh the publicity that they 're getting you 've got to resign you 've got to re- do this before they come and get you because they 're not going to get you. the family's sitting around the table, mm-hmm. and they were shocked at that request. That you would have the nerve to tell my dad to resign, and the next day they get the knock on the door, and here's this phone number. Please call this number, and uh, the board of whatever. um, Board of Trustees. Board of Trustees. Let's say Regents, but that's what they are here. Yep. We're the ones that, um, Joe, you're done.
2: Yeah, it was. So out of
1: five, five stars, five being the most stars you can give. Okay. This HBO special, Paterno, how many stars from TC, Movie Critic?
2: 3 you They're tough. Three. You know, oh, three I. Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. I'm more excited about tonight on HBO. I've got, it, I've got the DVR set because it's late, right? It's 10 o'clock? Yeah. Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. the documentary, which is, I think, an hour and 20 minutes, so it'll be a little quicker. Is Mean Gene part of it? Oh, he yeah. It has to be. Absolutely. Right? I mean, today's Mean Gene. Is he. Yeah. I think he's still live. Yes, yeah. Gene Okerlund. is his Yes, name, Mean Gene Okerlund.
1: A yeah. Minnesota boy. I Makes believe. sense. Or North Dakota, even. Yes. Where are the Gagne's from? Aren't they North Dakota boys? Or Minnesota, they might be Minnesota. Minnesota,
2: yeah. Vern
1: and what was the kid's
2: name? Oh, Vern Gagne, Greg, Greg, Greg Gagne, right? No, Greg Gagne was the shortstop. That was Gagne. Gagne. (laughs) Vern, I don't know what the kids say. Anyways, our wrestling knowledge is well. For more wrestling knowledge, listen from four to six. Jimmy B will be raring to go with that. Yeah. as we sprinkle it in from time Verne to time.
1: Vern Ganya makes it. No, we don't miss football or basketball. Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, Zuma Mahente joins us next as we continue to struggle on here. We really don't. We're doing fine. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
3: Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com.
4: My name is Becky Moomey and I'm with The Sparkle Run. This is our fifth year of The Sparkle Run in memory of Aaron Moomey, who passed away from leukemia in October of 2013. The Sparkle
2: Run benefits local nonprofits who support families affected by childhood cancer. This year's event is on Sunday, May 6th and will benefit the Pinky Swear Foundation, who
4: supports families through rent and mortgage payments, car payments, insurance, child care,
2: and gas cards. We will have family activities and packet pickup from 12 to 2 p.m., a 5K walk and run at 2
5: p.m., and a one-mile Fun Run at 3 p.m. All this is held at DMAC in Ankeny. For more information or to register, go to getmeregister.com backslash
4: the Sparkle Run. The new John Deere 100 Series Lawn Tractors at the Home Depot cut a lot more than grass. They also cut oil changes down to 30 seconds. With their patented system, oil changes are as simple as click, lock, and done. Plus, come in now for up to a $300 gift card with select John Deere Riding Mowers that will also cut your costs. Get cutting with time-saving John Deere Mowers and a free gift card only at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Purchase a John Deere Riding Lawn Mower in-store online between April 5th and April 18th, 2018 and receive a Home Depot gift card. Amounts vary
5: by model.
0: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Don't miss
5: Scott's Days at your local Ace, our biggest lawn and garden sale of the spring. Right now, buy any bag of Scott's fertilizer and get a free $5 reward. Come back and use it anywhere in the store to make your home or yard look great. Hurry in for great deals throughout the store during Scott's Days. Now through Monday, only at Ace. Limit one bonus reward per Ace Rewards account at participating stores through April 16th. $5 reward delivered by mail.
4: Italian Restaurant.
6: Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services.
2: Guys, Trent Goddard here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it. And if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gak and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level. No more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox Signature System from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All
1: right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I with you until 2 o'clock here today. Jimmy B and TC, for until 6. Uh, they will get you home. Afternoon drive with Jimmy B and TC. All right, your twins from yesterday, Trent Condon. Yeah. Uh, boy, Justin Verlander, he seems to have um, – did you think the same way I did? Before, I guess before? Did, I mean, the career arc seemed to be heading in the wrong direction. Very quickly I in thought the so, wrong too. direction. Where... And
2: was there an injury maybe, I mean, arm fatigue, shoulder, something going on? Piling up? Well, do we have to ask the question? No, I don't want to. I think we have to. Well, it's baseball. <laughs> it's baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, McGuire back in the news with his yeah. interview. Who did he do that with? I can't remember offhand. Was it uh, I Rosenthal? Don't recall. No. What are those national the, You're guys, talking
1: though? about the one said they said, uh, the PEDs? Jason not, Stark. Was it Stark? At, at the Athletic. That he could have uh, hit all those home runs without right. the benefit of the PEDs.
2: But Verlander, you're absolutely right. I mean, velocity down, not the same pitcher, can't locate in the same way. And. Started to turn around with the Tigers, Mm -hmm. took it to even another level when he got traded to the Astros, and now, what is he, 38, 39? He looks like a youngster again out there. I wonder where you'd put
1: him in the, you know, the last 10 years, best pitchers in the game. Mm -hmm. He'd have to be on that list. Oh, no doubt, yeah.
2: It's Clayton Kershaw, Baumgartner.
1: Lincecum had his
2: moments. I mean, a couple of, I mean. It it was, that's still in that window. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was so quickly fell apart. But didn't he win two Cy Youngs? He did, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he did.
2: Um, Felix Hernandez, King Felix, for sure, for sure. Cy Young to his credit, uh-huh. he's in there. Uh-huh. But yeah, Verlander is absolutely in that mix. Certainly so, top ten. Has Kluber been
1: around long enough to put him in there, or does he need more? I think to he needs more. more. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's been what three years now. Mm-hmm. God, but dominant. Yes, absolutely. He's in the conversation, though. Sabathia, go back to the beginning of that period. Yeah, it's the end of this 10-year te- period that we'd be
1: talking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Scherzer? Sale? Chris Sale? Scherzer, yes. Scherzer for sure. Yes.
2: Sale, now Did you see Scherzer last night steal a base? Yes, I did. <laughs> How about that, huh? He's awesome. No, he's great. I mean, he, he's, he's a cycle. I mean, he just... Absolutely, he is a ball player that probably might get annoying to play with.
1: How much does... Is he a $100 million guy? Yeah, he signs, yeah he's got a yeah, $100
2: million yeah. contract, right? Mm-hmm. You got Strasburg on one end, who is delicate, fragile. See, I fragile. can't put him on that list. No. Never, because of the two
1: words you just yeah, said.
2: Yeah, never has lived up to the billing. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other side, Max Scherzer, who's crazy. Mm-hmm. I would just... Won't sit down, mm-hmm. stealing bases as a I starting know. pitcher. Here's Just, a
1: name for you. Well, anxious to see what you say about this one. What about Adam Wainwright?
2: Boy, I not the company we're talking about okay. here. Next tier, sure. Mm-hmm. Kluber probably in that next tier as mm-hmm. well with, with the chance to go up still. But I don't think of him in I mean,
1: not level. now, but go back to his prime five, six years ago. When he was leading that cardinal staff, I mean, it was Carpenter. It mm-hmm. was Wainwright.
2: Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Not not enough length to it, too. And that's why, even for Linseum, it's t- difficult for me. It's one thing to have a two, three, even four year stretch, but but prolonged, mm-hmm. I think, makes it a little bit. At least because a little we're bit talking more a decade here. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. The Braves have been they they've been so bad lately. He can't be on that list. The Mets are all young. Um, are we missing anybody? Roy Halladay. But how long has he been gone? He's he's, he's been gone, gone, gone for, for a while, while right? I mean, out of the game. Yeah,
2: Harvey. I mean, that was yeah. a short one. Short, too short. Maybe Zubin Mahete can help us out. He's on the line.
1: Let's get to him. Zubin joins us, uh, ESPN. Uh, Zubin, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you?
7: Turn the
1: back end of the conversation. So we're talking about um, best pitchers in the last decade. While well, we started with Verlander, just his unbelievable performance last night, and then we mm-hmm. started to talk that you know his career seemed to be going the other way, um, you know recently going the other way, and, and and a great resurgence, and obviously what he did last year with Houston and how it's carried over right. into this year. Just talking about oh, yeah. some of the best pitchers in the game in the last decade.
7: You know, one guy that's really underrated, actually the only reason he pops into my mind, I think there's plenty of guys where he's going to be on ESPN tonight. We're just getting ready for the game uh, with Linda Cohen and I were discussing, and that's uh, that's Chris Sale. Yeah. I think Chris Sale number. Up. Yeah, the thing about him is obviously, you know, the White Sox for most of his era were not dynamic, mm-hmm. um, but he obviously was terrific in his short run in Boston. In big spots for the White Sox, he was great. His wins, Ks per nine are great. He's a gamer. I think a lot of people remember him for his sort of uh, silly little incident in the clubhouse, but I think oh, with a lot the of the forms. Yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if you look, stack him up like last five years, I know for the most part, you mm-hmm. know, the White Sox were out of contention. the Latter part of that, but I think his numbers are up there with anyone's, and uh, we're excited to see him uh, tonight. It's as it's as the first Yankees Red Sox game. You know, Farrell's going to join us, and it's so interesting. Oh, Farrell, nice. He works for us now. Yeah. Of course, you have a kinship with Farrell, with the, with the Jays. You know, Farrell's first game, we were just looking it up. His first game um, as a manager of the Red Sox, opening day 2013, and they did the Yankees. And we were just discussing, there's so many interesting things to this game. And I don't, I don't want to bore you with this, but I think for a lot of your listeners that are looking forward to a rivalry like this, you know, tons of Yankees to struggled out of the gate. Olbermann did a great piece the other day about how Reggie Jackson, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, you name it, A-Rod, you name it, all struggled in their first uh, 10 games. And what's really interesting to me is think about these two rivalries, these two franchises, the notion that I think today, if I, my math is right, both the Yankees and the Red Sox collective managers have a grand total of 19 games managed in their life. <laughs> and Jeez. you a look at these two franchises, everything they could get, anybody they want to yeah. get experience. Obviously, you know, Cora has been able to connect with the Latin players, the Dominican players. Boone, it's really embraced analytics, and the Yankees are slowly moving in that direction like most other clubs are. But to me, that's the most amazing thing. So tonight we'll have Farrell. Carl will be out at the game. Stutt will join us for the Cub fans. Sutcliffe will be here. And uh, we'll also check in with a couple of other people, um, but like Michael Kay, who's the voice of the Yankees. So it should be a great game tonight, but I do think there's a lot of interesting quirks and sales among the top no, no doubt.
1: Uh, Zimun, I want to uh, go back to last week, uh, your week in Augusta. Very envious of you in some respects, um, you know, just to get there. I would like to get there maybe early in the week and then be home to watch the tournament on TV. But what was it? You know, what was before we get to the tournament itself? Tell me about the golf course. Tell me about the uh, the city uh, of Augusta. Um, you know, a couple of those highlights before we actually get to the, the tournament.
7: It's really amazing place. I'd never been before. And the best way I could describe it, and I would, I would put it to you this way, Ken, because I know you're a big horse racing guy. When people put their bucket list of items up, you know, I always, I always sort of like chuckle when the Kentucky Derby is on it. Mm-hmm. And that's because the race is, you know, about a two-minute race or yeah. less than 2 minutes, race, right? Yeah. And, but then I began to understand, um, we're not really in the horse racing business anymore. We used to really be with ABC and the Breeders' Cup. But I, I began to understand the pop, the circumstance, the pageantry, the hat, the experience, all of that plays in. I'm just sort of like a stripped-down sports guy where if I want to see something or go somewhere, I want it to be for the athletic competition. Like, if I go to a Warriors game, I want to go to a Warriors home game in front of that crowd when everyone's healthy. Like, I'm there for the, for the action versus everything that goes around it. But I've really turned and understood why everything around it actually is more special. Van Pelt, I'd never been, and Van Pelt, I, I ran into him, and he goes, you never been here. I said, no. He goes, Soak up Wednesday. He goes, that's the best day. Mm-hmm. And the Par 3 contest gave us some great memories, Watson, and then G.T. Nicholas, Nicholas's grandson. I'm sure we all saw that. But it's one of those things where he just said, this is one of those tournaments that if you're visiting, to your point, Ken, Scott said, the best day of all is the Par 3 because the access to the players is as close as you're ever going to get. You're going to see their guard come down, and you're going to see them in a light you normally never do because me, you, and everybody else generally – watches on tv when you've got the game face on so wednesday when they let their hair down is a great day to go and obviously that provided a ton of memories but this is the sort of place where if you're just a sports fan you're not even a golf fan you can appreciate the history this is where couples ball laid up on 12 and you can walk almost right to it you know what i mean you can walk the course see where everything here's where larry mize chipped in Mm -hmm. you can see all of these moments and for me there's nothing like augusta in terms of being a golf fan but at the same token, I really think that if you're just a sports fan, if you've never swung a club and you're in that golf and soccer or boring club, which I know a lot of people are in, <laughs> just walk around. I think you'd really, really appreciate the way that it is. The prices are old school. There's $1. fifty sandwiches. I mean, it's, like, it, it, it's truly sort of like a unique piece of Americana. It's really amazing.
2: Zubin, uh, so I take it you didn't hit the lottery and get to play on Monday? Is that right? No, I was actually on the way back
7: at 7 a.m. I was on the way back from Augusta. I think the entire flight was full of people that went to the Masters. I'm pretty sure that's how that was. Raise your hand if you went to the Masters. You can board in Zone 1, and, like, everybody just boarded. Um, but I had to be back at work, and obviously we're, we're on tonight. This is the first Yankee Stocks game. It was a really big game for us. After the game, by the way, I don't know if you guys are interested, but I know you guys have any, so many fans out there of just media and sports in general. We'll be doing something called Sports Center All Access, which is like, We'll be having limited commercial interruptions, so if you want to see how the highlights are done and how they get to the anchors and talking in their ears and stuff that you guys know because you guys are in the business, but for a lot of your listeners out there, if you ever wondered like how we get a highlight done, how it's read on the air, how things are communicated, what the analysts are like in the makeup room or the green room when they're breaking down film, we're going to do that tonight after Yankee stock. so if you want a kind of little behind-the-curtain sneak peek, this would be a good opportunity uh, tonight. You have to withstand a three-hour baseball game, which for a lot of people today is tough to do. But if you can do that, we're going to have something to cool on after the air tonight. I think you'll, if you're if you're interested in how it works at all, I think a lot of your listeners would enjoy that.
1: Absolutely. How the
7: sausage is made.
1: Let's uh exactly. uh continue on here with Zuba Mahente. Zuba, I want to go back to the masters before the tournament. Um, you know, what kind of axes, where did you as a You know, as an ESPN media person, what kind of – were you able to get to some places maybe that, um, you know, others wouldn't have been? Did you get the Butler Cabin? Um, Give me a couple of of those highlights for you as I live vicariously through Zubin Mahante.
7: Oh, well, I mean, I think a lot of it is just – I wanted to be able to see as much of the course as possible, and I was really surprised at how open it is. Um, It's amazing how many things you can go see, even just as they call it – let me stop myself – as a patron, it's amazing how many things you can really see. You can go to the driving range, watch it up close. You can go to the putting green, which sometimes can be, you know, five, six, seven, ten deep, depending on if uh, you know who is out there putting. Um, But it's one of those things where the access is really amazing. And the one thing that I learned, because I've often said to myself, I don't know if you guys have wondered this, and part of the reason the access is so good for, for just media and patrons or anybody that loves the game is this. And this is what I finally learned. I always used to say to myself, in a world of excess, where you can get every inning of every Major League Baseball game from the Toronto Blue Jays sitting at your house in Ankeny, Ken, with, like a, with a touch on your phone. How come we can't get every swing of the Masters? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's so much interest in there. Four, four minutes of commercials an hour. And what I really learned was, besides the notion that they don't want to overexpose it, it's a special tournament and they'll do things on their terms, It's their right, it's their club, it's their tournament, what I really learned was it's special for the people that go, that are fortunate, like they're lucky like me, or the patrons that are able to go – because what they really want to do there, and I learned this just over the last five, six, seven days we were there, they want to make sure the in-person experience is premium. So they don't want to have you sit there and watch Amen Corner or the Featured Group's channel on Direct TV or cbsports.com or Masters.com and watch everything. They want to make sure if you make the trek from anywhere in the country that you come to this event that there will be an experience if you show up in person that you could not have gotten if you were sitting at home, or at your office, or at your, you know, place of work watching online. And that's key. Um, The ability to get up close and personal, to see some of the holes that are not being televised, is just one of those, is an ode to the consumer to say, we appreciate you made the trek out here, we appreciate you, you know, obviously spent this money to come to the Masters, and we are going to give you an experience that the person at home can't get it's sort of like everything that football's fighting the in-game experience i'm sure we talked about this at nauseam is so much better you can grab a beer you can check your fantasy team you can watch multiple games and it's almost becoming better to watch things at home because there's nothing you're missing by not being at the stadium fans and media can now get all 22 film if you're willing to pay for it but the masters is just sort of one of those things that said listen we're going to do things bit by bit look they have a twitter feed a facebook feed an instagram feed they have an app They're totally up with the time, but it's one of those things for the people that spend the money. They want to make sure they get premium experience, and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's lost because most of us watch sporting events on TV, myself included, but if you make the trek, they're going to make sure it's special for you.
2: That trek, uh, the physicality of it. I've talked to people that have been there, and you're not expecting the hills, the undulation, the up-and-down elevation changes. How about you? Zuba, we know you work out a lot. In fact, sometimes... (laughs) While you're talking you're with us, you're on the treadmill. Yeah. But uh, how about that elevation, and, and how big of a surprise actually seeing it in person for the first time?
7: Totally. It is much more hilly than you would think. I walked the course. It takes about two hours to walk it. I was walking it not at like a brisk pace, and I walking, wasn't walking it at a leisurely pace. I was walking, stopping, taking a look at things. It took about two hours. So, And yes, it is much hillier than it appears. And I think one thing that really helped was, you got to see the course play under different conditions. So the par three was supposed to be washed out. It wasn't. Saturday's round was supposed to be washed out. It wasn't. But it did rain Wednesday morning, and it did rain for part of Saturday. So you got to see the course play fast. You got to co- see the course play with soft greens, with balls stopping on the green. So it's interesting to be able to watch it over the course of the four days to see how the course is playing on certain days and just how amazingly talented these guys are. Uh, the Patrick Reed story, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I knew there were some issues with him. I didn't realize how deep it was until so much started to be written over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see little things like when he came to one T. I mean, remember this guy played collegiately at Augusta state. Now Augusta university won two national championships and Rory and Ricky and Spee got louder ovations than he did. And he played his college golf within the state within the city limits and won two national titles. Um, and it's one of those things where, even the roar on 18. I mean, it was. I mean, I've heard roars on 18 for every champion. For me, it just didn't seem like there was a gigantic roar <laughs> for him, like they may have been for other people. So uh, it was interesting. I like I said, I knew there were some issues with Patrick Reed, but I didn't really realize how deep it ran. Until some of these stories started coming out after his
1: win, it's funny you mentioned that because Trent and I brought that up a couple of times yesterday. Just through even watching it on TV, you could tell there was there was more of a, growl, uh, a roar when Spieth uh, tied him oh, briefly yeah. for the lead, when Fowler oh, yeah. made that birdie putt on eighteen, and when he mm-hmm. made his final putt to win the match. It's like a polite applause, but they weren't uh, you know going crazy. Had one of their guys won it, Patrick Reed? Is there a um, last night? Zubin, he was at Madison Square Garden. I'm sure he's saw it he was in the front row yeah. at the Knicks and the Cavaliers game is he or would he or does he even care I'm not even sure he cares about his <laughs> image I really don't and maybe this is what makes him the player that he is or would he be better suited uh, because now he's a master's champion um, to, to try and you know to tighten up that image to you know to change that image that the uh, the perception that the country now has about him.
7: Yeah, my my general thought on that has always been, I guess it's case by case, depending on where you are in your career. Are you coming off a scandal? Are you just not likable? Are you just ho-hum? It depends where you are, but I would say generally I'm always a fan. I don't know if you guys agree. I'm always a fan of never changing your DNA, because my guess is the reason he was able to block out the notion that he was the least favorite quote-unquote guy, Mm -hmm. even though he was a quote-unquote hometown guy, that probably allowed him to steal himself, to get himself course and ready to go and win. I think forever and a day he'll be referred to as a Masters champion, and that's going to open doors and change his life in ways you can never imagine. But I think on the course, if he changed, I, I would hate to see his Ryder Cup uh, showdown with Rory, that personality that they both showed at Hazelstein. I would hate to see that go away. I know we don't see it in golf that often, and I know Jim Nance mentioned it was about as intense, and Sir Nick Faldo mentioned it was about as intense they'd ever seen two guys on a golf course together. But to me, that's one of those things where I wouldn't want to see a fundamental change there. And I think if he imparted some sort of change or said, I'm a master's champion, let me refine myself a little bit, you would lose some of those rough edges that he had. And to be honest with you, I don't think he becomes the player that he is without some of those rough edges. So I'm always sort of looking at the player and saying to myself, whatever you did to get there, Keep it. You're going to have to evolve over time, like much of our opinions evolve over time on sports and other topics. But I think the core being of who you are should always stay there. If it wasn't for that, you probably would have never got there in the first
1: place. I'm with you. Zuba, last thing, we'll let you go. Zuba Mante from ESPN. Um... I know you spent last week at the Masters, and maybe this would be a better question for you when we talk to you next week. But the NFL guys, the NFL draft guys that are in the building, that you're you're in meetings with, that you uh, are are sharing uh, a TV set with, What's the consensus as far as quarterbacks? You know, it was Manning Leaf. It was Luck RG3. There's legitimately, I think, four guys in this conversation. I'm wondering what the consensus is amongst the draft experts at ESPN, or is there one? Does everybody have their own guy and if that's the case, that's kind of a, a year unlike any other when four guys maybe have, I'm not going to say equal opinion, but are getting uh, getting their share of conversation. What's the
7: consensus? Yeah. yeah, we're actually going to run something tonight. I was just told by McShay. This is a mock draft, like 2.0, 3.0, or 4.0, whatever we call it. This is something called his Grade A mock draft, which has nothing to do with eggs. I thought that's like, what is this? But I was somebody told me basically what a Grade A mock draft is, and we'll have Mel on tonight or some some idea with what he's doing. That's where he thinks teams will draft. I think a lot of these drafts often are, here's what I would do if I were the Cleveland Browns at one and four. This particular draft, his grade A draft is a little different because he's basically saying, here's who I think the teams will draft. These could be who I would draft if I was at one. Of the people I talk to, Darnold's name comes up the most first. Josh Allen comes up second. Mm. That's the way I've seen it. Um, I know the more comments over the last week, which I actually think are very interesting. I don't think that's been overblown. I think that's a very interesting story vis-a-vis him and Darnold and Rosen and UCLA and USC and quarterbacks in the Pac-12. But for the most part, I hear Sam Darnold, number one. I hear a little bit more about Josh Allen. But the only guy I've heard, and I actually think he's a pretty good analyst. He doesn't work for us, but I dealt with him when he played for the Broncos. He works for NBC and Bleacher Report. He does a really good job. Chris Sims. Chris Sims is the only analyst I saw. That had Sam Darnold at five. If you were to take all the quarterbacks, you know, the ones you mentioned, plus Lamar Jackson, and put them one through five, Sims is the only guy I've seen across all networks, CBS, ESPN, everywhere, that I have seen put Darnold at five. And his basic thing was he doesn't have elite speed, turns the football over a lot. He likes Allen, thinks his pass protection was poor, his wide receivers weren't great, he was thrown on the run a lot, et cetera. But I think for the most part, everybody here has got Darnold one, but it was just notable to finally see somebody put Darnold at the actual bottom of that list. Who knows if Chris will be right or he'll be wrong. But it was just notable to see it. I was waiting for somebody to totally upend the Apple cart uh, and he did it. So it's interesting to see how it works its way out and draft will be here in a couple of weeks.
1: Indeed. I hope Chris Sims is right because holding draft number five the is the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos.
7: Indeed. <laughs> hey Zubin
1: thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed your week. Great to catch up with you. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you Zubin. Alright we'll see you tonight. We'll see you next week. Alright Zubin Mahente. Yes uh, ESPN. You'll uh, be on Sports Center after Yankees and Red Sox. You know, just one more. Th- I know we got to go to break, but just real quick, mm-hmm. are you um, surprised that uh, there's seemingly blowback that CBS showed Tiger on Sunday? I think make 14 more shots than guys that finished ahead of. Think about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. People would not be watching golf no had it not brainer. been for Tiger Woods, right? right. What are you going to do, Director Condon? It's your TV show. You are going to show Tiger? I would have play I
2: probably would have showed more. I'm with you. What was it? 18 shots, I think. 18 that, shots. 18 I think was shots. the numbers,
1: and he's not in contention. No, but we wanted to it's If Tiger you Woods. if you go back to Saturday, right? He thought he was. He's four over. What's your go? You're out of the tournament, Tiger. Watch I want to get to even par. Mm-hmm. He had a chance Let's to make that it. putt,
2: right? Yes, it's
1: Tiger Woods.
2: The one criticism that I do, did agree with, maybe a little more Spieth as he was making that run. Yeah. Felt like they got mm-hmm. to it maybe a little late. But outside of that, mm-hmm. the Tiger thing. Oh, come on. Right. That, Tiger Woods. That is the golf snob that you don't show a guy that's not in contention on yeah. Sunday. That, that's those people. Right. Live in reality. Yes, you're a big golf fan. We get it. We get it. But the general fan wants to see Tiger. The guy guy that flips on the TV probably three times a year for golf Mm -hmm. wants to see Tiger. That's what you do. We will take a timeout,
1: come back, finish up the hour.
2: Frank Schwab, Kevin
1: Gorg, Fox Sports North. If you're a hockey fan, an NHL fan, a Minnesota Wild fan, yes. join us. Oh, Trent yes. pipes up. One uh, we we're going to speak to Kevin Gorg, and we will do some twins, Trent. Yes. Uh, just Even so better. you know. <laughs> uh, you're a happy man. We'll come back, we'll finish up the hour. Trent and I till 2, 1700
7: KBGG. The Dave Ramsey Show on 1700 KBGG is provided by Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning in West Des Moines. They can custom tailor a winning strategy for your money to make the
4: most of your investments and pay the least taxes on your income
3: you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out mr executive lets you try before you buy get real hair again and a lease with options Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights.
0: Save
4: more with Liberty Mutual Insurance.
0: Hey, what are you doing up here on the roof? I want to tell the world I just met the woman of my dreams. Well, what about you? I want to tell the world that Liberty Mutual saved me $782. Liberty did what? They saved me $782. Oh, you go first, Ben. $782 really puts finding love into perspective.
4: Visit us online to get a quote, and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. Why do we
0: call it small business? Why not agile business, nimble business, dance circles around the big bulky behemoths business? UMA Office, the small business phone solution, has a virtual
4: receptionist to direct calls to the right extension and a mobile app to help you answer while away from the office. About all that's small really is the price, starting at only $19.95 a month. Visit UMA.com, that's O-O-M-A, or call 866-649-9377
1: to find out more. UMA, the phone your small business deserves.
4: Showplace Kitchens is changing our name to Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. What hasn't changed is the commitment of our professional design staff to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at
6: 3200 100th Street, Urbandale.
5: Last year, hundreds of animals came to the ARL with urgent medical needs, and the cost to provide care and treatment for these animals exceeded $300,000. We will never turn away an animal in need, especially an animal that has suffered abuse or neglect and not only needs medical attention, but also needs to receive love and compassion. Please consider donating to the ARL's Miracle Medical Fund to help us save lives and make a difference for these animals.
4: For Wolf Construction, a plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net.
3: Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: Welcome back. Uh, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2.00. Uh, we, really, uh, we finish out the hour here in the 1 o'clock hour. Frank Schwab coming up. Kevin Gorg, Fox Sports North. Opening day at Wrigley Field. Uh, Loyola's being honored, Trent. I wonder how many people in the audience at at, uh, at the game will remember the Loyola run.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a few of those with there a couple of old styles. Well, not oh. only that, it just <laughs> seems like it's such a pro town. Right, right. right. That it's. I'm mean, sure they were on the radar for the first time, and maybe ever for a mm-hmm. lot of them, but, but I'm assuming that uh, they've fallen off, out of sight, out of mind. There might
2: be a few maroon and gold. Uh, well, what, what, uh, scarves, scarves, scarves yeah. in the stands, though, too. Yeah, a few Fine, people jumping be. in.
1: And Sister Jean's there. Sister Jean is there. Her 15 minutes of fame continues on. She's uh, keep rolling her out. She's there. on the field. Got a jersey for. Her. Is Porter Moser going to would assume throw out the first pitch?
2: Probably a good call,
1: yeah. And the team will sing, take me out to the right. ball game yep. in the seventh inning stretch. Uh, opening day at Wrigley Field. We'll be back with a 1 o'clock hour. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2, 1700 KBGG.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG simple enough guys are you ready
5: to begin your journey to live life better are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom looking to burn fat and gain muscle then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness New Leaf Wellness offers a free no obligation consultation Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness one more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's
6: 515-650-1358.
3: was driving in my car and I smelled a number five with fries mm-hmm. hadn't stopped for lunch made me realize it was just
0: my ride oh, no. but with a new Fabrice car I got it under control now mm-hmm. yeah, they come coming light, light. Bold. bold choose how you roll Fabrice car
7: How many times a day can you fuel up and go at CVS Pharmacy? Let's find out. It's 8 a.m. and you're leaving the gym. You head to CVS to refuel and boom, two for $6, Belvita breakfast bars.
5: That afternoon, the slump hits. Vending machine? Nope. CVS. Where boom, 249
7: Special K Nourish Bites. Finally, it's 5 p.m., so you hit CVS before the commute and boom, two for $3, think thin bars. Stop by CVS Pharmacy and fuel up and go on smarter snacking and beverage options. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details.
3: If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program or place an ARL donation bank at your counter or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage visitors to take selfies with the dog. Visit the Get Involved section at arliowa.org to learn about